Welcome to the Faithful Fathering Podcast. This is Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, where we work to encourage and equip dads to be faithful fathers. As dad that prioritizes physical presence, is engaged emotionally, and leads spiritually by example. We also want to uh, work to raise a generation of dads that uh, are committed to raising a godly generation themselves by reinvigorating the church on the fathering front. So uh, this podcast series, we're going to continue to focus on spiritual leadership because of the three tenets. Uh, you know, dads can work on being physically present. They can work on engaging emotionally, but we tend to default to leading secularly by example because we're trying to get through the day, right, dads? Uh, so we're going to be talking about leading spiritually by example. There's a passage in Scripture from the Gospel of John uh, where Jesus, Philip asks Jesus to show them the Father, and he responds, uh, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you for such a long time? Anyone that has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? The question for us dads today, that's actually from John 14, 9, but the question for us dads today is, do our kids know the Father because they know us? More importantly, are they, are your kids seeing the Father as they watch you day in, day out in the home? And that's, uh, that's the challenge for us dads, to lead spiritually. And uh, just as Jesus uh, is through his spiritual leadership by example, that he was contagious with his disciples, that they indeed did get to know the Father and walked with Jesus uh, throughout their ministry. Uh, that's what we charge dads to do. So uh, with that, I want to invite, uh, want to introduce my guest here today, uh, uh, Mr. John Murphy. John is a dear friend and uh, and an exemplary spiritual leader in his home. I would attest to that because I've known John. John, how long we know you? About twelve plus years. At uh, and uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself, John, your family, and, uh, and what, you're, what you're doing these days. Yeah, so John Murphy, uh, I'm in the creative video field. Um, currently, I work at Grace Fellowship Church. I'm the creative communications director. Um, I am married to my wife, Callie, for, ooh, gosh, since 98. So I don't know how many years. That's a lot of years. 26 years, I guess. <laughs> well, the important thing is to remember the date. Yes. Yes. So 26 <laughs> years. Um, we uh, are obviously we're high school sweethearts um, and we grew up in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, then we attended the University of Kansas and um, we have five boys ranging from 11 to 23. Um our youngest just got out of elementary school and middle school. Our oldest just graduated college. So, um, so we have a, another one in college, a high school senior, high school freshman, and then as I said, a middle schooler. Um, but yeah, the, that, that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, gosh, you know, trying, you know, five boys, you know, it, it, it kind of uh, uh, def, def, defines uh, a lot of my, day and what I do and of course being married um, as well um, and just trying to you know trying to do the best I can uh, a day at a time walking with the Lord hmm. well I, I applaud your bride I hope you at least have a female dog or a cat or something that she I has wish to... I could say we did <laughs> somehow we found out we, we, we somehow have a boy dog we <laughs> that was rescued my wife wasn't thrilled about that so Yes, prayers for my wife being around so much uh, <laughs> testosterone all the time. 
But of course, we have to we have to be completely uh, transparent that we are both Jayhawks. Yes. So uh, rock that's, chalk. That's, uh, that you got to get that rock chalk <laughs> in. But uh, well, John, I know that uh, you know years ago. Uh, I guess when we were when we met, you were in the uh, the teacher and what I would call the coach season of fathering, and now you're. Uh, a coach and even in the counselor season. So uh, quite a quite a journey it's been. But I, I do recall uh, when when you attend, I think the first connection was attending a, a father-son uh, retreat uh, back a number of years, about at least about a dozen years ago now, I think. But uh, I remember, you know, I always say sometimes it takes us dads, it, it takes a holy nudge to get us focused in on some of the right stuff. And I think that holy nudge was your bride uh, signing you and your your one of your sons up for this father-son retreat. Am I remembering right? You're remembering exactly right. Um, I remember just coming home one day, I think it was, if I remember correctly, it's probably like somewhere in October, November, December timeframe. I can't remember, it was, it was sometime in the fall. And I came home one day <clears throat> and my wife, I don't know how she discovered, said, hey, I signed you up for this father-son retreat. I was like, with who? It was like with this group. I, I, and I don't remember. I think she just found you guys somehow online or through somebody. I don't know how she found you guys. And she said, yeah, it's an overnight stay. And I remember being surprised, but um, I just kind of went with it. You know, I, I, you know, I, I know that, you, you know, she knew that I needed some modeling in my life for being a being a, a more of a, a role model and leadership I need to enhance those those uh, those qualities mm -hmm. and um, and so uh, she signed me up for me and my son Wyatt uh, and I remember just uh, I have a lot of memories from that weekend um, uh, I, you know um, isn't it interesting though that the a bride will you know she she longs for I think every every woman longs for a spiritual leader in the mm -hmm. home and if we don't do it of course they pick up the reins and they'll they'll take the kids to church or do different things to, to lead the way but but the fact that she gave you a nudge and that you responded I thought that was always a, my bride did the same thing so <laughs> I'm not uh, I just that's where we are sometimes it takes a little nudge to say ooh there are some things I need to focus in on to be a better leader. For my bride yeah yeah and i definitely needed that i definitely need i need i i i uh you know you talk about secular leadership and i think at the time um i was you know working the full-time job doing side extra work so i was like you know what i'm providing for my family that's that's all that i'm required to do i'm my wife's blessed to stay at home because i'm working two jobs basically and that i'm sacrificing enough that you know i can if if I need my time or need this or whatever, I've already put it in. And I was, you know, I, I delegated that out because it was like, that's Yeah. And I, I would lead the way to church possibly, but uh, the rest of the time I was busting it, trying to get ahead at the office or what have you. And I was convicted that, you know, uh, the devil will give up a couple hours on Sunday to get you the other 166 hours of the week. And uh, that, that, uh, but that, uh, I applaud your response. Now, now across that weekend, we did a lot of fun activities and some engaging uh, sessions, if you will. What yeah. do you recall that uh, clicked during that weekend? One of the really powerful moments was there were a lot, but one that stood out and surprised me the first night was when I was in high school, 
uh, my dad suddenly passed away. And I remember the first night of the retreat, um, I, the, the guys were in one room learning from you and the i think the boys were in a different room but that you asked who's you know you you asked who's who you know had a relationship with their father whose fathers are you know still alive or whatever and who's a past and um i remember raised my hand and i remember just you know you stop and you had everybody uh I think lay hands and even pray over me um you know and I, it really made me look at myself and look at my situation and realize like, man, there is a cost to, um, you made me stop and pause and I wasn't just rushing through life and, and, and made me really consider what the implications of that are and how I needed to have encouragement and healing and things like that, even from the start of the thing and, and really look to the, the heavenly father. And that, and that, it, it, you know, I think through, cause I think at that time, I can't remember, it, you know, quite a few years had passed from me being in high school to that retreat. But I still had a. I still had to um, grapple with that. There were things that I I had to face, and and I needed that encouragement of you and other dads at the very get go for saying, "Hey, we love you. you. We know how impactful it is to have a to lose a father at a young age or at any age, and and we're going to look to the heavenly Father." Um, and I, and I know there's different reasons why people don't have their father around or, or whatever. And um, that it, it needed the space and healing and time and, and to just really, um, I was just surprised you took the time to deal with, the, to do that. And that, that was a big moment for me at mm-hmm. the start of that weekend. That's, that was from the get-go. We, from the uh, get-go. The Lord moved and, uh, and, and opened, opened your heart to him. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, that, uh, I know that's part of, uh, you know, that's one of the things we, we do at retreats is try to encourage dads to realize whatever we had as a dad, whether it's a great dad or lost a dad, we all have the Heavenly Father, right? And that's from Romans eight fifteen that uh, we were given over to the, not to the spirit that makes us slaves again to fear, but to the spirit of sonship. And by him we can cry, Abba, Father, Romans eight fifteen, and that we're children of God. And uh, so that is a, a, it's a blessing to uh, recall that, uh, that the, the dads came beside you because we, we, that, that's what that weekend was all about. Now, how about the interaction between you and, and Wyatt? Was there, were there any particularly challenging? Uh, we, we, we always said we, we push you <laughs> physically, emotionally, and spiritually, but yes. you know, we can only really control one of those. That's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember, you know, I, I think this is, this is like a, a, you know, a, a common theme, a common challenge for me is wanting always to get to the next thing, not slowing down, not listening or looking, you know, intently, whether it was my kids or my wife or whatever. Um, but that weekend, we've had many since then, but that weekend, I remember uh, being in my, the, the, where me and Wyatt were staying and we just had hours just to like talk and you gave us prompts too. And I, and I always really appreciate that about faithful fathering is there's prompts of things that you, you think are obvious, you know, like, What's your favorite? What's your kid's favorite show? What's their favorite food? What's their favorite? And I realized like when I was rushing through raising these kids that I was missing out on those details. I mean, it's sad that I had to have that on a piece of paper. But I remember, you know, when I was really asking him and hearing him, that's when I saw and and you know, he was a littler guy back then and just just taking in um his answers and 
getting to know him better. And he didn't have, you know, at that time he had, I think two brothers at home. And so there was always like, oh, I'm over here, I'm over here, I'm over here. And I'm not just taking the time to really invest in. And, you know, I'm, I'm telling them, I am giving them like scriptural knowledge and saying, hey, you, here's the right thing, here's the wrong thing to do. But I wasn't really slowing down to get to know them the way I should. And I remember I, that weekend I did. And, 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 um, and I'm emotional kind of thinking about, it. I, I can, I can, I can see it now, us sitting there with our beds and papers and just sitting there and just talking and, and going through this stuff. Um, so that was kind of an, um, I guess, I don't know, I don't know which one of those categories, but it pushed me emotionally. Right. And then, uh, and also to, you know, to, I, I, you know, I, I remember what I took in, I can't remember what I said, but, you know, be emotionally more vulnerable with him about things. Um, Physically, I remember exactly one of the things physically at that first weekend was you had a rock wall. You had, you had a rock wall. And um, and for me, for whatever reason, you know, I was out of shape, whatever, it, it, it was challenging. It was real challenging physically for me. And for my son, Wyatt, at that time, he's a little guy. Now he's like six foot three or whatever, way taller than me. He was a little afraid of heights. So it made him nervous. But I remember even though we had different challenges, um, we were in it together, you know, we were going to succeed, fail. We're doing it together. And, 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 um, and I remember you set up where the father was helping the son and we were just really, we were, we were, it was just a moment where we were, we had this challenge in front of us. There was no distractions and we worked at it. And it, 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 um, I remember it bonded us. And I remember we had little secret little, at the end of the weekend, we had little secret little codes and stuff we could do around the house with each other just like hey i love you you know whatever it was but um it, it was definitely one of those moments that stands out fantastic yeah the rock wall that was one of those physically challenging and then we did a zip line down the backside yes of the rock that's wall right well. zip line was a little line. easier than the rock wall <laughs> climbing up for me it was there's Can many retreats you've been on I, I won't even get all the retreats it's a common theme like for me going down was easier than going up but you know uh, anyway i didn't uh, realize that uh, why it was scared of heights at that point in time because that zip line had to be a test mm -hmm. well what a what mm -hmm. a wall to break through for him yeah yeah it was it was and uh i you know time goes by so fast but i i, I can um i know uh you know, I, I just I just think back to you know his his eyes and his different things and, and you know different moments that retreat really looking at him mm -hmm. um, and you know I'm kind of a sappy nostalgia guy anyway so just thinking <laughs> back on it just it still moves my heart. Well, I know, and as you know, we always uh, end the retreats with a, a blessing of our sons, and I, you know, we start the retreat by you know addressing dads that had not been blessed by their father you know, embracing the Heavenly Father's blessing by referencing uh, Matthew 3, 15, 3, 17 and 17, 5, where the Lord comes in and says this, you know, God comes in and says, this is my son whom I love, with whom I'm well pleased. But then the dads had a chance at the end of the retreat to uh, have a blessing over their son. Uh, what do you recall about, you know, maybe pulling that blessing together and, uh, and going through that exercise? You know, I think what I recall, I remember, I remember getting down, um, you know, looking at him face to face and, and talking to him. And I remember that I never, you know, I don't remember ever, uh, my dad, I love my dad. Um, it was a different time, but I, I don't ever remember um, us ever having a connection like that or, or slowing down enough to do that. Um, 
And so, you know, for me having to tell Wyatt, you know, I loved him, you know, you know, he had what it takes and I was doing that blessing over him. And, um, it's just, I, I, it felt whole. It felt like, you know, it, it felt like what I was missing out on was being completed with this, with this blessing. I was blessing him, but it was blessing me right back to be part of, um, part of that experience. And, and just, you know, I, I, I think at times it's like, um, you know, God's blessed me at times. And, and, you know, it's not because I've, I've, I've been perfect or I've earned it or whatever. And I, I, I think sometimes we think of a, of a blessing, like, you know, um, what have you done to earn that blessing? You know, are you perfect? Are you this or that? And, that? and, and it was, no, it's just, you are, you are being blessed because you're my son and I love you. And, um, you know, just being able to tell him, I love you. And then slowing down like that, um, was was great because i you know i never you know from my mom growing up i heard those kind of things but it was never like a manly thing to say that to to each other so i didn't really experience that until you know having sons myself and so um but yeah i i just remember my um i think i remember also being in awe doing the blessing because it made me realize like what i've been entrusted to they're not my kids, but they're, they're entrusted to me and, and, and being part of that, um, and having that weekend. Um, I think it also, it, it was kind of, I was kind of like just blown away because I had nothing to do with it. It was, it was this, this weekend, everything about it was just given to me, um, from, you know, my wife, you know, setting it up and, and it was just ordained like that and how she found out about it, you know, I don't know, but it was a God thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I I was thinking the, you know, we, we put these, uh, uh, auras, you know, from what we discern as what manhood is, you know, and no men don't cry, men don't say, I love you. But when you get in the scripture, our heavenly father said he loved his son, <laughs> you know, and there was a lot of emotion from David, King David in the Psalms. So, you know, these emotions and these things are absolutely biblical. Uh, we just, the, the world has tried to shape us into something that we're not supposed to be. And I think, uh, of course, the devil's scheme is to impede those relationships from uh, being where they need to be. So, uh, but now, now with that said, now you, you went home and you, you thanked your bride for the opportunity and how did, uh, how did that go? Was there, did you take her out to dinner and have a, <laughs> now you're asking me to remember something from 15 years ago, 12 years ago. Well, you could lie. I, I, no, I t- I'll tell you what I do. I do. I do remember. Yes. I do remember thanking her. And, and I, I remember her just, you know, you know, if you want your wife to be attracted to you or whatever, you know, I think, you know, seeing that leadership, seeing you be a good dad, that's a great start. You know, that's a great start. And, and, but one of the things I remember is it, right after that weekend, um, we had a, um, a Sunday night dinner with our Sunday school class. And I remember telling all the guys about it, you know, because, because I was so excited about it and I hadn't done a lot of, I think, I don't know if I've done a, a lot of those kind of experiences up until then. And so I just wanted to, you know, really share it with the men from my Sunday school class, you know, a, you know, uh, about, Hey, there was this great retreat. This was awesome. Got to do this father son thing and, and whatnot. So I remember sharing it with them, um, for sure. And of course I, I shared it with my, my wife and she was touched to see what it meant to me and why it, 
Well, that's a that's a good teaser for the next segment of our podcast series here, where you uh, did initiate quite a. Uh, a great group of dads at your church. Now, but I do want to, uh, what are your tips for uh, helping dads maybe tune into these nudgings that we get for our wives? Do you have any encouraging tips for dads? Uh, you know, I would say a couple things like, you know, don't, uh, one, uh, don't take it personal. You know, if they think you need to have a little bit of a, a of a tune up on your leadership skills, on your fathering skills, um, listen to them, listen to them, you know, um, uh, and, and also, I would say for for um, young dads, uh, you, you know, talk about like kind of reverse engineering it. You know, I would say just think about when you're looking back at your time with the kids, or looking back, like what are the experiences you want to look back on? Um, you know, and and try to do everything to, to know that hey, invest in the time now because it goes quick, and um, and you might not see results right away. I'm not saying like you do these things and you're immediately going to be uh, see the results in your kids sometimes you do but sometimes you know it's something that you have to say hey i'm putting this in now the results are for god and don't don't beat yourself up if if, if uh you're a dad and you're still struggling and you're doing these things and it's not all perfect um you're doing the right thing by stepping into your calling even if the results aren't perfect and i would say just just don't be so hard on yourself and stay the course, just keep going on and be, you know, I think obedient is really what it comes down to. Be obedient. Even if you don't feel like you're equipped, be obedient. Uh, and fair warning, I guess, because, you know, as, as women like a spiritual leader, I think you had two more boys after that retreat. Two or three, not? two or three. <laughs> we have five. Fair warning out there, right? <laughs> That's right. Well, dad's uh, thank you, John. I can see my that. wife blushing right now. <laughs> Well, John, thanks for the insight. And, uh, you know, when you were introduced to the concept of faithful fathering, you uh, took it and ran with, ran with it across this weekend. And it's a blessing to uh, to hear your story a little bit on that weekend. And dads, uh, take that to heart. Uh, accept responsibility for the leadership and the, the blessings that children are and the expectation that goes with that to be a spiritual leader in their lives and spiritual leader in the home. That's the dad you're called to be. And that's the dad your kids need to see. God bless. Godspeed. <laughs>